Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Myths, a podcast about myths. Isn't that what you say? In, I recently listened to episode one again. Uh, you might ask why. Actually, I think in episode one, I was like, welcome to Myths, a comedy podcast about myths. Should we just repeat the first episode again? Oh yeah, Theseus and the Minotaur. Oh, King Minus, do that voice. Hello everybody! <laughs> Should we just do a greatest hit show? <laughs> Uh, Daniel, how are you today? I'm very good, how are you today? I am, uh, well, it's right, this is a thing, recently, people ask me, like, very, I'm bad at small talk at the moment, people ask me, oh, how are you doing? And I'll give them a 15 minute answer, <laughs> it's awful in shops, uh, people are like, oh, can I help you, sir? It's like, no, she left me, no, <laughs> sorry, too real, that's what I mean, I get too real too fast, uh, but, um, I'm doing fine, thank you, I've had, not had much sleep in the last couple of days, but it's all good, uh, Although, Daniel... When was the last uh, time you slept in a bed? About three days ago. <laughs> which makes me sound like a player, but it's literally the opposite of it's, that. It's a car or a bus. <laughs> it's literally one of those two. Uh, you know, and talking about going back to the greatest hits, um, I also listened to episode two where I, uh, about a year ago, um, since recording, uh, I slept in the car because I fancied a girl, and I did that literally <laughs> two nights ago. <laughs> My life has not changed. Uh, uh We'll leave that story for another time, listener. Uh, That's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's it's not. It's, it really isn't. Um, however, Daniel, uh, in the last podcast, uh, I I I'm, I kind of recall you saying something quite horrible to me. Uh, do you want to refresh the listener of what you said? Because I said because well, you know I know you had just broken up with a girl you liked. Yeah, let's not go into the full story, but uh, yeah. That's uh, the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and also, you hadn't had a haircut in a while, and your hair was really long. Abnormally long, actually, if I may say so. Okay, see, abnormally hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I said, that, and you said that you had to say something really harsh to you. Because I, I, we need to finish off the episode. Uh, we we kind of got into a bind where that we kind of got into a bit of a rut. I uh, said, so Dan, say something horrible to me. Finish with the podcast. And there's a gentleman's agreement between Dan and I, you know, we, he said some things, I said some things, but he's usually a bit more brutal, and I thought, he wouldn't go over that line. And what did you say, Dan? I said that she left you because you had didn't have the haircut. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally hadn't stopped thinking about that since, and uh, Dan, have you noticed something different about yeah, me? Yeah, you've had a haircut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly after the episode did you get a haircut? Um, I think... Uh, during the episode, <laughs> Even, like when I arrived home as well, because like again, I got back from the National Express. I was very tired, and when I walked through the door, I hadn't seen my mum for a while, because uh, I still live with my mum. Uh, and <laughs> because it hasn't been made pure obvious by all the things he talks about in these podcasts. I'm so alone. <laughs> no, but uh, that, uh, my mum goes, "Oh God, you need a haircut." I was like, "Oh no, mum, shut up!" <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so, Just start crying. Yeah, then. yeah. It's been quite a tempestuous. It was your hair was really long. That's it wasn't why I made that it bad. It, I, I think it was longer than you think it was. Uh, well, I'm, just, I'm a punk rocker. I couldn't there. see your ears. Yeah, but like it's, it's winter, Dan. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just to clarify, listener, I'm I'm doing fine. Uh, thank you for asking, Dan. Dan's not. Uh, I did find a book of poetry, and that's bad <laughs> idea. Are we going? Are we going there? Let's go there. Okay. Matt's, Matt's reading poetry to try, okay, okay. To try and get over a breakup. <laughs> okay, okay. I, um, uh, I laughed at that. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else was like, "Oh, that's sweet." They're like, "Ha ha, loser!" Right, right. Because no, a lot of people just, oh well, I guess. I mean, it's pretty obvious why she broke up with you. The hair thing, but that's <laughs> that's that's been and gone now. So she was obviously like, uh, most people just be. Ah, oh, well, it is what it is. But only you are so... You romanticise life so much that only you would be like, oh, I better turn to poetry. Yeah. <laughs> that is me. So, like, I'm current... The show I'm writing at the so moment... So whimsical. Uh, the, the show I'm writing at the moment is all about, like, uh, my attitude towards love. It's called Here Comes Your Man. Do see it sometime soon. I'm doing it all across the UK at the moment, doing previews. Do check it out. 
uh, and I'll mention that, I'll come back to that in a sec, but um, <laughs> I started reading that poetry book, and it's called Stag Sleep, uh, it's by Sharon Olds, it's an award-winning poetry book from a couple of years ago, genuinely amazing, it, what it's about, it's about uh, Sharon Olds, her husband breaks up with her after 30 years of marriage, and it's about her dealing with it, it's really emotional, very raw, and very honest as well, however, the sad thing is, Dan, like, <laughs> this girl I've known for a couple of months, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I feel, I connect your heartbreak, Sharon Old. Yeah, your 30 year marriage is equal to my heartbreak. That's not fair, is it? <laughs> I'm such a wanker. <laughs> I'm such a ballad. And uh, you're supposed to say, no, you're not. No, you're not, sorry. <laughs> Should I read you? Uh, I've, I've, I've also started underlining bits where I'm like, oh yeah, I relate to that. <laughs> I also have a book uh, called I Put a Spell on You by John Burnside, which I read a year ago. And I've got that out to look at all the quotes like, yeah, I understand both now. And, oh God. Back back to being single then. Yeah. Uh, which, in all fairness, How's I... your brief flitter with the other side? <laughs> it's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> I, I, I saw. I, I, I kind of. I don't want to talk about it too much on the podcast. Because. Uh, <laughs> well, how was 2018? It was great. I was happy for at least two months in a row. <laughs> Call it six weeks. <laughs> no, I. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of met this girl who meant obviously quite a lot to me. Uh, and it didn't work out. And, you know, I, I am fine. It's all good. Uh, but, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's interesting to have that kind of uh, relationship as well. And so it's the whole show I'm writing is about the positive aspect of heartbreak and love. And not, I don't want to say love because it's too grandiose, but you know, you know what I mean? That kind of relationship and stuff mm. like that. And How you're like a phoenix now, born from the ashes of your heartbreak. No, I'm more like a sparrow with a broken wing. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a disabled sparrow. <laughs> Which, if anything, is a metaphor for my love life. <laughs> Uh, in fact, before recording this, uh, Dan saw, uh, he looked at my phone and you found a certain app, didn't you, Dan? I did find an app. And I well, think... no, you you just went to show me something on your phone and didn't realise that you'd left it on this app, so yeah. that was the first thing that popped up, and what... then you rather awkwardly got rid of it. And what was the app, Dan? It was a dating app of some kind. But what, what, what Just was for the... vegans and vegetarians, <laughs> called Razor. Mm, yeah. Oh, oh. I did see that some girls had matched with you, though, Matt, so... Um... Yeah, take that. Um, I can't, don't want to say a name on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you are listening to this though, um, we'll call her J- Then um, Matt has genuinely got a haircut now, so he does look better. If that made, if that was probably the reason. I'm assuming it was the reason. Ban <laughs> his personality. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> uh, I'm like a coffee. Very intense. So let's let's not talk, uh, Dan. We, let's talk about. Um, we we also want. I wanted to give you a little gift as well because it's recently been bonfire night for us. Yes. And uh, what did you do for bonfire night, Dan? For bonfire night, I went to Wimbled- Wimbledon Park. I think I'm saying that right. Well, Wimbledon. 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 Yeah. Wimbledon. No, I went to Wimbledon Park, um, and they have very very good fireworks there. They they do music and everything. Oh yeah, I went to uh, one of my mum's birthday presents for herself. Like we saw like fireworks displays to music, and it was really weird. But yeah. And I queued up for hours and hours. No, not hours and hours. Like fifteen minutes to get a hot chocolate for my for me and my friends. And I got like some hot chocolates, a special Cadbury's hot chocolate stand. And um, firstly, I was disturbed when I got there to find out that it was one of those instant hot chocolates with the oh. with the hot with the warm milk. With oh. the, no, not with water, not milk. Oh, that's God, not that's, the same. Uh, no, hot chocolate no, no. has to be with milk. Yeah, because like, otherwise it's just, it's like a it's like a sad tea. Like a know? sad tea, yeah. So that really annoyed me. And um, then she was like, "Yeah, that'll be nine pounds, please." I said, nine pounds for a hot chocolate? What the hell?" And she was like, "Well, no, you, you've ordered three hot chocolates, and the total was nine pounds." And I was like, "Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, I was confused by how how payment worked, so I got offended for no reason." Okay, so some people might think. Oh, Matt and Dan, uh, when they're on the podcast, they must amp up their, their personas to, uh, for, for performance sake. Uh, no, no, we're genuinely bad at maths, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. you, got con- you got confused by the concept of ordering. Yeah, I thought it was, she was saying it was £9 per thing. I was like, that's an insane amount it, of money. Well, speaking as a very fiscal Yorkshire man, £3 for hot chocolate. Well, sorry, muddy water. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, all right. It was nice. It was, you know, cold, brisk. 
But we never yeah, were, we went once once went to Spoons in the morning and he ordered a hot chocolate. But it was like oh that was terrible. Chocolate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Weather Spoons. I appreciate what they do. They're a cornerstone <laughs> of society. But I mean, their hot chocolate needs to get sorted out. It was just a block was, of so, chocolate on the so, stick. Yeah. So it's like a. Like a like a really small like candy like uh, like a, a big like block of chocolate and it's, and you poured water on it and yeah. then it was just weird it and was you weird. stir it in yourself yeah. and a lot of hard work went into that. I like a good hot chocolate. I'm a bit of a hot chocolate snob because I don't drink coffee or tea really. Yeah, no. I don't mind a tea, but if I'm let's say I went to a coffee shop mm. and people would all like I mean I, they I would get a hot chocolate. Yeah. Um and um yeah I uh yeah but never have hot chocolate with water. But it was nice because it was cold and it was yeah. a nice evening. So I like those kind of cute wintry British moments like fireworks night and New Year's Eve and things like that. Have you ever had like, um, speaking, because uh, obviously I'm speaking to a person of the Weetabix uh, political party. Uh, have you ever had chocolate Weetabix? Isn't like Weetabix with chocolate kind of like milk, like a hot chocolate milk? on? No, not really. But I think I do a better version, which is to put cocoa shreddies on my Weetabix and then pour the hot milk over the cocoa shreddies and as they come as the hot chocolate Why melts the cocoa shreddy or gets hotter then you're basically the, the chocolate milk is kind of absorbed by the Weetabix and then you're eating the cocoa shreddies with the Weetabix and it's just um, really nice um, why did I start that conversation? <laughs> that was a mistake and, and secondly um, I talked to um, I've got some friends who listen to the podcast and uh, they you know the episode I'm going to mention, uh, the Weetabix Challenge. They said that was literally like a TED Talk. Like, uh, like <laughs> the way you are so passionate about Weetabix is genuinely, I'm going to say harrowing. Yeah. My colleagues think it's really stupid because they think Weetabix is boring. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Dan? Sad. Because you know what? I Deep down, I sometimes I worry that it is boring. And that's why I try and make it think... That's why I try and get excited about it. Because deep down I know that I'm a boring person. And I'm, my life is only fulfilled by boring things. Well, um... I hope you get a haircut, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not boring, Dan. Um, I, 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 think, I think the reason why I like doing this podcast for you... Because I think... Uh, I think we're both very interesting people. Uh, and we've been bringing out the best in each other. Well, actually, no. No, I don't agree with that. But we bring out something in each other, so... Matt, can I um, let you know something that's been bugging me yeah. before we start? You've got a bit of glitter. Yeah, I know, What right? is that? Uh, can you get rid of it, please? I don't think I can. Uh, oh, there you go, you got it. Okay, cool. In my pocket, I, I'm i currently wearing a checkered shirt, right? And in the pocket is a... Um, you like checkered shirt. You always wear checkered shirts. It's kind of like Matt Hoss uni style. Uh, yeah. And also, it's just kind of like... I get to wear like a cool that's like band. a sad, unemployed lumberjack. <laughs> So, well, we wouldn't be a lumberjack then, would he? Just unemployed. <laughs> no, but people say, oh, I'm an unemployed electrician because that's your trade. You yeah, just but like... happen to not have a job in that. <laughs> yeah, but you can say anything. Like, if you're unemployed, you're like, oh, I'm an unemployed banker, but you could like, work as, like, in retail or something like that. <laughs> you can be unemployed anything. You can't be unemployed anything. I'm an people... unemployed astronaut. That's... But people typically would say they're unemployed and then say with well, the trade they're unemployed in and the thing they, they are looking to work in. And you used to be a lumberjack back in the day. Yeah. Check out my arms. We carry on about your glitter shirts. Or what's oh, I did a lip sync and I wore the shirt and I put glitter in all my pockets. And <laughs> the glitter, even though it's been oh, six months since that yeah. performance, there's still glitter in there. And uh, I put earlier on, I put my phone in there and I kind of wiped my eyes and it's there. So uh, I'm just very magical, Dan. Yeah. Um, but Dan, um, thank you for asking me about my bonfire night. What did I do, Dan? <laughs> thank you. A good, good segue. Well done. Uh, uh, my bonfire night. Uh, uh, I had a bit of a special night, Dan. I did my Nottingham Comedy Festival show. Oh, very nice. Nottingham. Nottingham. And Shout out to Charlotte, by the way, who told me off the other day because she realised she hadn't been mentioned on this podcast for a while. And you just mentioned Nottingham. So, ha, suck it. Well, actually, both... Charlotte. I've, I've got a gift for both you and Charlotte because during my Nottingham Comedy show, it was like nine o'clock at night. Um, I'll be honest, not that many people turned up because, hey, who wants to go to a gig on a Monday night on bonfire night, a night where people are famously outside, so, <laughs> and someone forgot forgot the 5th of November, so uh, I, 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 I kind of had to... Uh, Would you have done it if you remembered it was bonfire night? Well, I, when I, I wouldn't have booked it in, I would have put a different date in, because uh, there wasn't that many people that turned up, but I still did a good preview, no, so, uh, but at the start of the show, I asked them to do something special, and uh, I'm going to edit in the, the audio now. This is what, this is for you and Charlotte. Because, uh, uh, so, um, since uh, this has been recorded tonight, can you guys do me a quick favour, and we'll, then we'll go into the show, because what happened is I forgot to do this at the start, now I've kind of, I started the show, but I might as well do this, because 
it's not going to be that fun for you guys, but it's going to be f- hilarious for me. Uh, uh, and if anything, that's the way that this, is, this whole gig's balancing uh, at the moment. Uh, uh, so so uh, what I want you to go, uh, do, I'll, I'll go, hi, I'm Matt Hoss, and you'll go, hello, from Nottingham. We'll do that in practice. Okay, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Matt Hoss. Hello, hey, from, from Nottingham. Nottingham. See, that's good. Uh, uh, that's pretty, that you did it. Perfect there. However, I want you to do something a bit else. When you say it, I want you to do it in the. Um, I want you to do it in a Nottingham accent. What's a Nottingham accent? You might ask. Uh, a Nottingham accent is "Hello, I'm from Nottingham." You have to do it like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So if you don't listen to the podcast, you're not going to understand it. But like, uh, uh, so I want you guys now to say "Hello, I'm from where? Welcome from Nottingham." Uh, do the hand gestures as well. Uh, okay, is this offensive? We'll find out. Uh, uh, on the count of three. Hi, I'm Matt Hoss. Hello, Hello. I'm Nottingham. Mm, this is definitely racist. <laughs> um, oh, okay, edit. Did you enjoy the little uh, bonfire gift, Dan? I did enjoy that, yes. <laughs> so I, I did that just for you, Dan. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Yes. They were, those five people were very confused. <laughs> they were very confused. Did you give them context to why? Because they nope. might have thought you would just be thinking that... They might think that you just think that Nottingham is uh, <laughs> full of Polish people. <laughs> Zero which the, context. Which is the problem we've always had with that whole joke is because that isn't what, why we did it. It was meant to be a Transylvanian joke like Dracula, but then we realised people will think that it sounds like we are doing an impression of an Eastern European. Uh, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if there's if that much thought gone to it. I thought it was just a silly voice and you were like, oh, well, that's obviously... Yeah, and... Um, yeah, so what a what a crazy ride, you know. Um, uh, what what talented people we are. Talented people. I did enjoy that one bit when there's that one woman that's like, ha. <laughs> oh, she was a nightmare. <laughs> so look, the rest. Of, oh, and it was Kelly. She was actually she was really good fun. She was a, uh, uh, but she kind of derailed the whole show a, quite a lot. Bear in mind, I've uh, been quite uh, emotionally honest with the show, and uh, and she would be bear in mind, there's five people in the show, uh, in the audience. Uh, for most of the show, she was cleaning her vape. Then she put all of her like tablets on the table and started like, like digesting her tablets. And like, it's kind of hard to do a show when you're literally like getting high in front of it. <laughs> like, it's hard to kind of build an atmosphere here. And I would try and build a moment, and she was like, "Yeah, woo!" It's like I can't do that punchline now. So <laughs> never mind. Uh, Dan. Um, do you remember what this podcast is about? It's about mythology, Greek <laughs> mythology. Should we go? Should we segue into it? Yeah, let's go into it. Three, two, one. Dan, what myth are we doing today? We're going to do Pan, and P A N, P A N, or backwards, nap. nap, or if you rearrange them, ape. That's what? Ape? Yeah. Can you spell that for me? Yeah, A-P-N. Oh, A-P-N. That's apen. That's not ape. Yeah, it's the plural of ape. (laughs) So it's like oxen, oxen. (laughs) Apen. Apen. So you drop the E completely. So it's appen. Appen. Oh, yeah, now now it just sounds silly. (laughs) It's one of of these British things. They're weird weird British words. <laughs> so Appen, okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, we. Uh, this is so. Uh, <laughs> do you know much about Appen, Dan, or Pan? <laughs> Pan. Um, no, I don't actually. Is there anything to do with Pan's Labyrinth? Great film. Uh, I, I guess, like in title alone, I guess, uh, but not really. Not Gilmero del Toro has nothing to do with this movie. Okay, so. okay. Although I guess there's a lot of inferences there. So. Um, should we just get straight into it, Dan? Yeah, let's smash it. I have no idea what he is, or what he did, or what he's doing. Okay. Uh, or should I start off then? Okay, go. Pan was a half-human, half-goat god that lived in nature. So half. So outdoors, basically, is what that means. He lived yeah. outdoors. Yeah, he's homeless. <laughs> homeless god. <laughs> uh, he was a rustic god, commonly worshipped in Arcadia. Now, Daniel, do you remember what Arcadia was? Arcadia is um, the place. Oh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Arcus. Arcus. I was going to say Arcus. Yeah. Who lives with his mama bear? Lives with his mama bear. Yeah, they founded it. And Pan is often associated with forests, fields, and pastures. 
Although Pan may not be included in the Olympic pantheon with the other gods... Depends <laughs> where he lives down on Earth in yeah. nature and the others live on Mount Olympus. Homeless god. Homeless uh, god. <laughs> uh, Pan has a very prominent role in many ancient Greek myths. And we're going to talk about some of the various stories that are associated with him right now. So he's half man, half goat. Half god as well. Half god, half goat. That's pretty cool. Oh no, it's half human, half goat, half god. Right, word that out. So 50% human, 50% god, <laughs> and 50% goat. Okay. <laughs> Perfect, makes sense. That'd be nine pounds, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect aphon. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, as with um, many various myths, uh, there's a lot of different origins and backstories. So, here are some of those backstories. Uh, many scholars believe that Pan was the son of Hermes and Penelope. The story goes that while Penelope's husband, Odysseus, spent 10 years travelling back from the Trojan War, Penelope slept with 108 suitors. <laughs> which. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> what, why, why has that tickled you so much? <laughs> it's really funny. That, there's lots of things that I find funny about that. One, we've done a lot of Odysseus stories. Not yeah. once has she been mentioned. <laughs> First time. Yeah. It, not it's once. Slept with 108 people. <laughs> yeah, and the other one is how specific 108 yeah. people is. I that. Because to what? be fair, he's away a lot, Odysseus. He says he's... 10 years, but it's 20 years because he left 10 years for the war, for the war. and then 10 years back. Ten, yeah, and he did the, everything else. Bloody hell! I'm so tired. I forgot to cover my nose. That was such a violent sneeze. That was so funny. He shit himself. <laughs> that was such a. Oh my god. Oh. What? <laughs> Why did she leave me? I don't know. <laughs> I was. Have you ever sneezed that loud before in your life? Good god. My wardrobe nearly <laughs> fell over. <laughs> you got a shirt hanging from your wardrobe and it invisibly shook. <laughs> Maybe that's my superpower. That really tickled me. Oh, that was really funny. <sighs> you know, that's the shame about podcasts because that would have been so funny if that was videoed and it wasn't. I hope. <laughs> if only we had, uh, if only we had viewers to watch us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was funny. You missed a treat there, viewers. That was very funny. <sighs> Okay. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so <laughs> Penelope slept with 108 suitors. Why is it such a like a and <laughs> why is it such a rounded like she's, keep, she's keeping count? Yeah, it's like a notch in the bedpost. Uh, but imagine if she got the 108, she's going like, nah, nah, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's good. Leave it there. Good for her. Um, all right, and um, we'll finish off this paragraph. But I kind of I dispute this myth. I don't really believe in this for many reasons. However, uh, we'll carry on well, with this. None of them are real, Matt. No, but I think the chronology and the narrative of uh, Greek mythology, I don't think this is quite accurate. Uh, but I'll get on with that. One of the suitors was Hermes, which resulted in Pan's birth. Over time, he became associated with nature, forests, fields, and became the god of these things. Um, he also is linked to springtime, which is a very fertile time. Uh, though, through associating, through associating with fertility, Pan also has many stories about trying to seduce some nymphs. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Go yeah. get some nymphs. We'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, so, as I say, like... So, uh, she slept with Hermes. Uh, Penelope slept with Hermes, but I don't think that's a good... I don't think this is canon, necessarily. It's obviously one version of it, but I don't... The thing is, Penelope, in my eyes, she um, she had a lot of people who wanted to marry her, but she didn't sleep with any of them. Uh, she, in fact, in the, in the Odyssey, she... Uh, she, she um, Quit. She was in her bedroom working on something on the loom, so she didn't have to try and chat to these people. So she goes, "Oh, I'll I'll, ch- I'll 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 marry one of you guys once I finish this thing." But she kept on breaking it on purpose, so oh, it was never okay. done. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's quite crafty. So uh, I think there might be an 108 suitors who fancied her, but not like lovers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just 108 people who claim to have shagged her. Yes, uh, probably. 
<clears throat> slut shaming her, which is an awful thing to do. However, here's another version. Actually, uh, to carry on the same version of that, um, as soon as Pan was born, his father carried him in a goat skin to heaven, where he charmed all the gods with his pipe, which is not a euphemism. So that they uh, associated Mercury in the office of their messenger. So because Pan charmed him with a pipe, they said, like, oh, you, you seem like a nice dad. You can be our messenger god. Oh, I see. Um, after this, uh, uh, Pan was educated on Mount uh, Menelaus in Arcadia by Sione, and the other nymphs who were attracted by his music followed him as their conductor. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, so um, in my head, there was another version of, uh, of Penelope uh, not being a mother, but I think let's just say Hermes is the dad and go from there. Okay. okay. Hermes is the dad of a half god, half goat. Yeah, where's the goat come from? That's what I was trying to work out. Maybe Merc- maybe Mercury just tracked a girl and he's like, oh, Penelope, uh, can you can you help me out? Can you pretend it's your baby Maybe, if that's yeah. okay? Uh, and uh, just to kind of cover it up. You know, like, like a beard kind of thing. Yes, yeah. Dan, you're not a fan of goats, are you? Um, no, not after the Thousand Year Goat War. <laughs> Pan, though he's devoted uh, to the pleasures of rural life, distinguished himself by his valour. In the War of the Giants, he entangled Typhon in his nets. Bacchus, in his Indian expedition, was accompanied by him with a body of satyrs who are half men, half goats. Yes. Um, They're like Pan, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's kind of a bit taller, got, like, horns. And he's more of a god. Yeah, he's really good on on the flute. (laughs) That's actually (laughs) the episode four trumpet. Um, He helped Bacchus with uh, with great service. Uh, Also, when Gauls invaded Greece... And as they were just about to pillage Delphi, Pan struck them with such a sudden consternation by night that they fled without being pursued. Hence, the expression of a panic or a fear or a sudden terror. So, uh, they these soldiers were hit by a, a panic. Okay. That's where the term comes from. That's where the term panic comes from. Dan, cool. Dan started crying. It's pretty cool. Is, is, is it, is it no, I just emotional? yawned and it just made my eyes water. No, it's a very emotional story, isn't it's very it? Emotional. You, you feel you felt full of goals, didn't you? I did. What did you struggle them with? Just, just a random like panic attack. Just a panic attack. Basically, you just gave them anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it's quite cool. That's where the term panic comes from, apparently. Um, the Romans adopted him as, as among their deities uh, by the names of. Uh, Lapicus or Lycaeus, and built a temple uh, to him at the foot of Mount Palatine. He is represented with a smiling, ruddy face and a thick beard covering his breast, two horns on his head, a star on his bosom, legs and hairy thighs, and the nose, feet and tail of a goat. Um, so I'm not sure if you've ever seen a picture of Dan, but that actually describes Dan pretty uh, accurately. It does actually, yeah. Hairy thighs, star on your bosom, two horns in your head, tail of a goat. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very much Dan Rhodes. Penis of a donkey. <laughs> you know, that's not said in here, but it's inferred, it's isn't inferred, it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you had a donkey dick, Dan. Which is actually alliteration. Uh, it, is, it is. Unique New York. Donkey dick then. <laughs> he is clothed in a spotted skin, having a... Sorry, not donkey. Hamster. <laughs> I get confused. Famously, those two very confusing animals. Uh, it's almost like confusing apes with apen. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> Hamster dick then. <laughs> so Pan is clothed with a spotted skin, having a shepherd's crook in one hand and a pipe of unequal reeds in the other, and is crowned with pines that are uh, a tree that is sacred to him. Um, some of these, the next parts about him being. Let's get let's get to the myths, okay? Sure. Please. <laughs> it's quite boring, isn't it? Uh, it's almost like we didn't do any of the research. <laughs> Okay. What's the joke is we kind of have because you've got loads of pieces of paper in front of you. Yeah, I've literally got two sources, but I'll be damned if I would read them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, are you ready for some seduction, Dan? Yes. Mm. Can, you, mm. can you do some sexy music for us? Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm going to get copyright for it. Oh, yeah. well. I'll make up some sexy music. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, boom, 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 bo
It's a wood nymph, isn't it? Yeah, it says wood myth, but I don't know why it says that. A wood nymph. Dan, would you like to read it out? Yes, please. So now we're actually getting into the nitty-gritty of a pan myth. So we know the bottom line is he's the son of Hermes and Penelope, who is Odysseus' wife. Yeah, but I don't... Um, yeah, again. And he is a half-goat god. god. At one point, Pan tried to seduce the wood nymph, Sphyrinx. Sphyrinx. I'll decide what her name is, please. <laughs> You're obviously wrong. Earlier I thought the, an anagram of Pan was ape. So let's not... Actually, no, let's call this nymph apen. <laughs> nymph apen, yeah. At one point, Pan tried to seduce the wood nymph, Syrinx. But Syrinx rejected his gestures and ran as far away from him as she could. Okay, let's, let's just pause it there for a second. Um, he says Pan seduces a, a wood nymph. Um, it doesn't sound like he did seduce her at all. It kind of sounds pretty rapey already, right? Yeah. Um, also, um, Dan, um, remember once we were driving, uh, I introduced you to some Rush, right? Yes, you did. I put on 2112, which I didn't want to introduce you to, because uh, like, it's quite a hard way to get into Rush. It's not like a quite accessible album, it's quite a big one to get into. Um, but uh, there's one of the songs on the 2112, it's a Templar Syrinx. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Also, uh, what, Dan and I had breakfast this morning, and Dan, what did you compare me to? Because you recently watched a film, and you compared me with my music trivia and knowledge to a certain certain character. Oh, I, um, to Patrick Bateman, who is Christian Bale's character in American Psycho. And explain to the listeners who haven't seen American Psycho what that's all about. Because when before he murders people, he puts on like an album that he enjoys, and he like goes on these really long rants about this particular album, like why he enjoys that music and which tracks he likes. Do, do an example. Which, like when he's about to... It's a bit of a spoiler, though, if you haven't seen the movie. Oh, it came out years ago. That's Fucking true, that's true. Get on with it, guys. When he's going to kill Jared Leto's character, Tom Allen. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he's the, per, he's the person he mows with an axe. Okay. And he puts on Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, so it's like this kind of like a bubbly music, 80s music, and then he, yeah. uh, and he's about to murder someone yeah. and he says this. Uh, and he's like, oh, and... This is my favourite album by Huey Louie, and track number one, and he goes into like, why he enjoys the music, and which album he thinks are the most accomplished, and which band members he likes, and I feel like that is him describing these albums is like what Matt does when he listens to an album. He so, loves getting into the history of the album. And... However, that's not how Dan phrased it this morning, because Dan was like, oh yeah, I watched American Psycho and it reminded me of you. That's not a good <laughs> opener, is it? Like uh, a man who kills people. Yeah. Patrick Bateman didn't need a haircut. <laughs> no, he didn't. Anyway, uh, so, psychos aside, uh, what, what happened with Syrinx? So, he's tried to seduce Syrinx, she's rejected him, and ran as far away from him as possible. However, he chased her all the way through the mountains until Syrinx found her sisters. To protect her from Pan's advances, Syrinx's sisters turned her into a reed, <laughs> as you do. When Pan arrived to continue pursuing her, the wind blowing through the reeds created a beautiful melody. Pan loved this sound. And the idea that it, that it was being made by the woman he was in love with, he decided to make an instrument out of syrinx. Okay. Uh, to capture both her beauty and the beautiful melody of the reeds. We've well, come okay. across this before, by the way. When? In Juno and her rivals, Pan is told yes. to go and yeah, put yeah, yeah. Um, the thousand-eyed monster asleep yeah. so that Io can escape and then Hermes and, kills it and then Hermes kills it and do you remember that Pan whilst playing the tune sits down and explains to the monster the story of how he came about his flute and we joked at the time because yeah. the story was so long and boring <laughs> that, that was why he would have fallen yeah, asleep so, not because so of the music this is a great hits episode isn't yeah. it uh, but because uh, isn't he like he's like about to play the flute to the monster and he's like fun story about why I've got this read let me take you back so, I've was, got a spotted cloth and I have a crook in the hand so, <laughs> <laughs> it was boring that bit, wasn't it? Uh, but he explains then why he yeah. does, why he made the tune. Enough, I said, couldn't really rem- well remember. It's like it's nice you can barely remember anything else about the episodes, but this you can. Uh, but I, yeah, enough. But let's 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 look at that in detail because that's really weird. Because like again, he's only met this girl for a second. He's tried to chase after her through a mountain, and her sisters are like, "Oh, what's the best way to kind of get rid of this guy? I don't know. Make you into a reed, maybe." anything else would be better than that even if they she was normal as a nymph that probably would be better right so he harvests her to make a flute out of her that's even worse right? that is worse yeah imagine like imagine if this is like a breakdown like this is just an allegory right but yeah. he actually just makes 
a, a, her corpse into like a, a instrument, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like it just like hold her out. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so what happened at the end? So he wanted to capture her beauty and the beautiful melody of the reeds as it went through this. Yeah, but Pan could could not tell which reed was strings. So he cut some random reeds and fashioned the pan flute. The pan flute has been a staple of Pan's character ever since. So he didn't necessarily use her as a reed. He just used the reeds that she was with yeah. as a remembrance. He's like, okay, you got away from me. They're so they're so rapey a lot. Of these yeah, dogs. and like. Yeah, it's it's never because it says, "Oh, he fell in love with her." No, he tried to rape her. Like uh, this is again, uh, it's it's never. To be honest, I think Pan has a common theme here because I think we're gonna hear some more stories as well. So uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. So that ultimately didn't happen. He didn't ever actually get her, but he did make the flute. Yeah, so he got the the, the, the pipe. Um, can you do a pipe tune for us, Dan? Oh, little blue. <laughs> Have you ever heard pipes before? Yeah, that's how it sounds. It's more like... I did the Harry Potter thing. Did I ever tell you... This is a weird segue, but I used to work at McDonald's, right? And and I was a very bad employee. Like, I would be very funny, but... In Kedrick Harrison. Yes. We went there in the Matt House tour. We did. God, that feels like... It's opposite of you. It is actually Empire Cinema, Fuck. but you've only lost one point there. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> one one shift I was particularly like really busy. What I did is uh, we had a sweeping broom, so what I did is I put it in between my legs, ran around the kitchen, and it's like, oh look at me, I'm Harry Potter, and everyone laughed. But then the manager got angry, so uh, <laughs> didn't I was like that. We're paying you four pounds an hour. <laughs> Can you uh, tend to do some work, please? There are also... Okay, this is the next one. Is Pan attempts to seduce Echo. Now, who's Echo? Echo She's in... Echo, um, Echo. Echo Narcissus. Yes, so we... we uh, episode 7. Uh, and what uh, briefly, to sum up that, uh, was it like uh, Hero cursed her to uh, repeat the thing that someone just said and Narcissus found her and uh, Echo was in love with him, but obviously a bit of a translation kind of thing going on. They couldn't get on uh, and she... Died and it was really, it's really sad. End really for sad, everyone. yeah. And then he turned out he was gay for himself. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird realization. So number two, Pan attempts to seduce Echo. There are also stories of Pan's attempts to seduce Echo. Echo was a nymph with with great talents for singing and dancing, but she always rejected the advances of suitors such as Narcissus. This angered Pan, so he ordered his followers to find Echo and tear her body to pieces. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so again, again, this, uh, as I kind of guess, Pan attempts to seduce people. No, it's not. <laughs> so Someone rejects him and then he takes her out on the lady. You That's know? so weird. Hey, Pan, I've heard there's this woman far away and over the mountains uh, in the, the, the hills that uh, she doesn't want to get with anyone. They keep, people, men keep saying they like her and she says no. Well, there's only one thing we can do. Terror, terror body. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how his like cronies like, yeah, go on and yeah, like, well, that, that seems like a logical thing to do. Tear a body apart. What happened afterwards then? Um, these pieces were spread all over the earth. So they they did it. Fast, they actually did it. They actually did it. But although her body was gone, Echo's voice, because of her curse, could still be heard, repeating the last words for anyone she heard. So he literally couldn't get a date with her, so he rips her apart oh, yeah. and throws her body all around the world. Yes. That is genuinely one of the most psychopathic things I've heard in this podcast. Isn't that so weird? It's so weird. Like, I thought Pam was a lovely, arch- like, rustic god. I thought he was going to be very peaceful, but this is genuinely harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> so number three, other encounters. <laughs> Uh, we've used a different source for this one, but do, uh, so it's, it kind of starts with a different one. So do you want to read the top line? Yeah. <laughs> Pan is famous for his unfettered sexuality and is often depicted with an erect phallus. <laughs> so He's not, a horny little bugger, though, isn't he? So not only is he uh, kind of a very angry person, he's also got a massive boner the whole time as well. Anyway. His rampant desire prompted him to do much philandering plying his charms primarily on maidens and shepherds <laughs> such as Dif- Daphnis. Daphnis and S- a Sicilian a Sicilian n- nymph 
with whom he consorted and later taught to play the panpipe. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about Daphnis for a second. Well, firstly, he all, uh, it's nice he, uh, he, he says he charms, more like preys upon. Uh, he's, he's a rapist. He's a rapist. <laughs> oh, at least we... Also, it's weird that no girls would go for a man who has a goat penis. <laughs> it's better than a hamster penis, then. That's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's nice that also shepherds, though, because shepherds imply it's... Well, I guess it's gender neutral, uh, but I guess it does imply males yes. uh, in this circumstance. So uh, it's, you know... Uh, he's just anything, basically. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a bisexual god, you know. But then again, I don't, I don't think in this encounter that's a good thing. Uh, it, but he, uh, he taught her to play panpipes. That means, I mean, either he tied her up and taught her, or she, she was there on her own consent. That, that's a... That's, is that a success story? <laughs> it's better than everything so far. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? How he just taught. He's like, ah, oh, well, you won't sleep with me, so I may as well just teach you how to. They were like, they obviously like humoured him. Like, All right, just teach us. We'll spend a few hours with you, but yeah. that's about it. Um, however, Pam was really successful in his courting, just <laughs> as he was avoided by Swirinx, because uh, obviously we know about her and how yeah. she was a read. Pan was very successful in his courting. Just as he w- was avoided by Syrinx, so too he was adhorned by a nymph named Pettis, whom he stalked untiringly. She managed to escape his pursuits only when the gods turned her into a pine tree. So basically the only way you can escape him is to be turned into something, like yeah, a reed, in, in, a pine in, tree. Yeah. I'm not sure if you remember Hercules, the Disney film, uh, but you remember Philatetes when he's like, in the first scene, he's kind of chasing after those nymphs. Yeah. And there's uh, so this goes hey how's it going and uh, that's uh, she turns into a wood tree and she slaps him uh, that's like, why yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, that's a nice reference isn't it it is uh, so, but also it's just like uh, Pam was really successful in this courting relate to you mate no 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 not in that not in a horrible way just uh, just needs uh, a haircut <laughs> it's such a bellend <laughs> though Pam failed with Syrinx and Pittis he was not so unfortunate with Minads <laughs> making love to each of them <laughs> That is how you say it, but the way you said it, it sounds like, hi, he was successful on my nats. <laughs> he made love to each of them. I don't know how many there are. It also said that Pan enticed the moon goddess, Celine. Uh, I think Celine was his most successful encounter. Pan accomplished this feat by wrapping himself in a sheepskin to hide his hairy black goat form and drew Celine down from the sky into the forest. Where he seduced her. So Selim was the moon goddess, uh, and uh, he basically he disguised who he was, drew her down from the moon, and seduced her. Which I guess he is actually talking to her. That's a fine thing, but it's still quite creepy. He has to hide who he is because everyone's like, "Oh, get the the APV out on Pan," you know, serial <laughs> yeah. like uh, stupid apen. <laughs> stupid apen. Um, is there anything we need to chat about? We could actually talk about some history if you wanted. Are we about to actually be half factual? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll make it up. Um, but listen, um, so Pan, uh, though he's a mythical creature, there's some genuine worship for him. Uh, okay. Uh, Shall we read it what, out? in real life? In real life. Uh, worship of Pan began in Ar- Arcadia and remained the principal area of his worship. Pan was considered Lord of Arcadia and guardian of its sanctuaries. Because who would want to go there? Especially not ne- no single people. Uh, one enclosure dedicated to Pan stood on Mount Lycaeus and funded as a sanctuary for animals that were stalked by the wolf. Consistent with the idea that Pan protected all creatures. As long as you weren't a vulnerable lady. Uh, his ability to bestow sterility or fertility upon domestic animals gave him particular significance in the worship of Arcadian hunters and shepherds. Um, in fact, Theocritus notes that if Arcadian hunters or shepherds had been disappointed in the chase uh, or with the sterility of their animals, respectively, they would undertake a rite in which the statue of Pan was whipped and scourged in hopes of calling back the god from inactivity. Uh, Arcadians believed that Pan was the keeper of the mountainous lands in which he took, uh, led his own flocks, and was also considered in such places to be his sanctuaries. It wasn't until the fifth... Also, there should be a joke in here. So, Dan, make some fart noises or something. <laughs> if it ever gets too much, just do that. There's one more paragraph, okay? It wasn't until the fifth... Pan's penis, it's hairy as a goat. <laughs> it wasn't until the fifth century um, BC that uh, 
a cult of Pan began to develop in Athens, shaping the image of the god that into the most which is recognisable today. According to Herodotus' account, Pan was declared officially a deity in the city after appearing uh, to the messenger Philotetes on an assignment that took him to Arcadia before the Battle of Marathon. Uh, Marathon is the guy that ran. He ran to send a message. Well, he ran... Uh, well, he... He wasn't called Marathon, but... No, but he ran from Marathon. From the place, which is 26 miles to Athens to warn them. But, um... I'll, I'll give up a quite a, a summary. Now, we mentioned Panic earlier. Yep. And it, um, in the Battle of Marathon, they say that the Persians, uh, they became panicked. Uh, that's why the Athenians won that day. Because uh, 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 Persians invaded, Athenians held them off. And, as you say... Um, the guy from uh, ran the whole marathon to tell the people there, and he died on the spot. Um, but uh, they say that panic ha- uh, Pan helped by instilling panic on the Persians. That's why they won that day. Imagine being the guy that's like, Dave, you uh, you in the battle today? No, I was just going to watch out. <laughs> Do you mind sending a message to Athens? Oh, there's no way I'm going to make it in time. Yeah, you have to run. But, but it's really far. Dave... <laughs> Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Take, put one for the team. Oh, God. Fine. I'm having to run. Imagine if being told right now you have to run 26 miles. I, I guess I'm just going to... That's why they call me Dave Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll remember my name. <laughs> um, however, Pan went on to lose his status as a major god in the major centres of Greece, assuming a marginal position in the Pantheon when compared to more of the prominent deities such as the Olympians. This is probably due to the Me Too movement. <laughs> uh, however, Pan's symbolic value was greatly enriched uh, during this period. Uh, rituals involving the god were no longer confined to the pastoral sphere, and his myth and iconography began to spread throughout other major Greek centres such as Attica, Boeta, and Delphi. And that is the myth of Pan. <laughs> Pants penis, oh pants penis. Pants penis is like a goat. So welcome back to the final section. Um, Dan, did you enjoy Pan? I did enjoy Pan. Um, I don't like Pan as a person. No, I don't. He's not a nice person. No, I, I think Zeus would even be like, "Oh Jesus, Pan, calm down, you horny bugger." Yeah, yeah, that's and that's saying something. You know, um, remember in episode five where Katie emailed us say who would play. Um, uh, who would act as certain roles? In yes, people. who would be play Pan? I think Louis C.K. Do <laughs> say him? That's that's not fair. Bless him. He would make quite a good Pan though. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. He actually would. But he actually would. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> after every myth, we like to rank it and we give it a score out of forty. And which categories do we use then? Life skills. Yes. Morals. Yes. Creativity. Yes. W T F. Yes. 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 And we're going to start with life skills, as per usual. Uh, so, we mark out a 10 for each category. Uh, life skills are the practical things we learn. What things did we learn? Okay. How to make a flute. Yes, good one. Um, and how to make music, I guess. Yep. Uh, how to escape um, a rapist turned into a tree. How to escape a rapist. How to... Be a rapist. Be a rapist. <laughs> oh, my. is this too much? <laughs> no, this is what we learned. Oh, uh, I feel like we're saying that. Well, no, well, he wasn't successful though, which is good. Which is good, a good thing, by the way. Ultimately, no yeah. women were harmed. And to, yeah, and to clarify, obviously, we're not condoning his behaviour. In fact, I think discussing it in this manner, we are uh, highlighting the uh, the lack of morality and the crudeness in which Pan is being perpetrated yeah. as. Uh, you know, so again, just to clarify, this is not good behaviour, no, and no. we do not condone it on this podcast. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we learned how to not be a rapist, how to bring the moon down. Yeah, and I guess some seduction skills. Some seduction skills. How to, how to hide your characteristics. How like to some, hide. Uh, how to have an erect penis. How to have an, how to have an erect penis. Uh, it's not huge. I don't think it's huge. For, not the penis, that was the wrong thing to say. It's not huge for life skills. Uh, what was the thing, there's anything we learned at the start, as in like, uh, we learn his parentage, but that's not really life skills. No, yeah, I don't think it's much. It's most 
it. Oh, we learned uh, when he helped. He entangled Typhon in his nets. We learned how to capture a, a like a, a deity. That's true. Uh, he helped uh, Bacchus on this great service. So he, he learned how to be a great serviceman, and we learned how to name uh, name a mountain after someone. I'm going to say a number, and I'm thinking that I've been uh, thinking it for a while. Okay, it's a four. I'm tempted three, but I think four's fair. Uh, what? I think maybe three, in all honesty. Alright, I'm writing three. I was just being nice about the four. Now that's... Uh, who, we don't care about Pan. Screw him. He, he doesn't, he's an awful person. Morals. There's a lot here. Don't stalk women. Uh, well, let's just have a, a massive bracket here. Uh, so they have a blanket here. Um, don't abuse women. Don't chase after women, even through mountains. Uh, don't. If a woman says no, she means no. no. Yes. Don't don't stalk women. Yeah, don't stalk women. Don't hurt women. Don't hurt women. If anyone, boy or girl, anyone says no to your advances, just leave it alone. Come yeah. on, don't be a pan. Uh, yeah, don't be a pan in the ass. Uh, don't be a pan in the ass. Also, uh, if someone doesn't like you, don't rip up their body. Don't punish someone for not finding you attractive. Yeah, uh, that is actually a moral I've learned. Uh, uh, I guess... Uh, Learned that actually it's best to be yourself because the reason why Celine's seduced by him is because he actually talks to her so, as a human being. Yes, that's yeah. so true. Yeah, I guess there's um, quite a lot there. It's quite all in the same bracket. Uh, we learned that 109 lovers is too much, but 107 is too little. Too little, yeah. It's like Goldilocks, 108 is just, just right. right uh, just right. Um, we learnt. Um, well, that could be different morals depending on how you look at it. If the story that she actually slept with him, that's bad morals. Don't sleep with people. <laughs> Don't sleep with people. Like if you're married. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, again, I, I think she was faithful for Odysseus. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm going to say number. Say if you agree with Six. I was going to say six. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Six. Bam. Great. Activity, the stuff we found interesting. It's relatively creative. People turning into trees and reeds. Yeah. And being caught in a net. Creating uh, the pan pipes as well. Yeah, uh, being the son of Hermes. Yeah, uh, the the origin myth is quite interesting. And him being, how he pops up in lots of different myths is interesting yeah. as well. And also the creativity in terms of like his genuine worship and uh, his role in history as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, and the fact that he's a half-god goat guy. That's pretty cool, That's yeah. Pretty uh, not crazy though. Uh, I don't think it's too much. Um, maybe a six again. I think a six. And WTF? Wow, what's pretty that? messed up. Again, firstly, six. he's a half man, half goat, and he has an erect penis all all the time. All the time, an erect penis, and can create a sterility or fertility as in whim as well. Yeah. Uh, upon that though, uh, we also have. Um, it was very creative, and WTF, kind of how the whole, the whole, whole Pan's pipe was made. Yes. It's pretty weird. And also... How he was like, oh, I'll use the reed of this woman. Yeah, who he's chased through a mountain to yeah. get as well. Uh, he's he's so rapey here, it's really so ridiculous. Rapey. So But beyond that, though, I think the worst part is him uh, sending his cronies to rip Echo to shreds and put her all over the walls. Yeah, that's weird. That is... Honestly, one of the weirdest and most horrific things we found in this podcast, uh, and we've encountered a lot of awful stuff. I'm gonna say, either seven or eight. I was gonna go eight. It's pretty messed up. I mean, he's just yeah, a massive yeah. serial stalker. Yeah, rapist. yeah, and uh, yeah, let's go for that eight. And it's nice that I think he. Had, the karma is that even the gods don't respect him. It's like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, even Zeus is like Jesus. Even my more affairs, let alone. And he's a, the homeless god, you know. He doesn't live on there. He just no. lives in the fields and stuff like that. So, yeah, eight, I think that's fair. So, three for life skills, six for morals, six for creativity, and eight for WTF. So, 23, have I done the maths right? 14, uh, wait, uh, 23, yes. Boom. 23 in total. 23. Oh, lovely stuff, Dan. Did you enjoy the myth today? I did enjoy that, yes. It was nice to actually hear about Pan. I've oh, heard of him. Yeah. And now I know that he's more than just a guy who plays music. He's a twat. Yep, awful, awful guy. Um, however, Dan, I don't think you're a twat. I don't think you're a twat either. Oh, thank you. Um, and I could hear that because I had a haircut now. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, however, um, 
since if you don't think we're twats, why don't you get in touch with us? Do you see that segue? Ooh, I did, that was nice. Professional. Yeah. Radio X, call me up. Uh, so, uh, uh, one, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love correspondence. Uh, so, if you want to email us, you can email us at... MythsPodcast. At... Gmail.com. Yep. And you can follow us at MythsPodcast on Twitter and uh, on Facebook. I'm also... Dan, I'm thinking about setting up a group page for our fans. That's and pretty cool. Because... Um, also, uh, well, I'll do this together. It, please come and see me live as well. Uh, if you want to see any of my shows, I run uh, some vegan shows called Vegan Last Vegans, and also I'm doing my own shows at the moment. Uh, uh, so look at my website, www.matthousecomedy.com. Follow me online at matthousecomedy on Twitter and Instagram. Now I have Instagram because uh, I'll tell you afterwards. But uh, <laughs> I'm not very good on Instagram. I'm too real. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the point is uh, to meet fans. Uh, if you're in, if you're a Miss fan and you want to see uh, see me live, please come along and see me live. But one uh, after the show, if you've enjoyed it, let me know that you're a Miss fan because I think that's really cool. A couple of people have come up to me who have listened to the podcast and we've had lovely chats, and it's honestly one of the best things ever. So they say uh, nice things. Yeah, maybe you should have catchphrase for stuff. They actually but, say nice things. Yeah, though. genuinely, like okay, they really like it. Uh, they say that Matt, you're really good. Who's that schmooze? Arsehole you uh, work with, I go, Dan, he's, he's not a twat. Uh, and I go, Oh, he, he is. Uh, he's really nasty to you. It's like, Yeah, you're right. Thanks, Dan's mum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, thank you. Uh, um, you can also now call us on 077. <laughs> That's 07. See, Dan thinks he's really funny because he did that, but I'll just edit that out anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, you can call me. Uh, no one else does. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's really hilarious is um, we now have three thousand listeners. But downloads, by the way. Oh yeah, we hit three thousand yeah. downloads. Actually, um, way beyond. And that. none of those will call you, even if I, <laughs> even if you left that number in. That's always funny. No, no. Uh, but uh, what I mean, uh, if if you're a fan of the sh- uh, of the podcast, do let me know. Uh, should they have a catchphrase come up to me like a certain thing, um, like? That certain like reference then that I know they're a Miss fan. That's a good point, actually. Uh, Get like, a haircut. That's what they should shout. Don't at you. say that, okay, please. I don't need that in my life. Because <laughs> no, also, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're a fan. Getting the po- trout probably is what they should say. Oh, yeah, go. It, what I want you to do is go up to me and go, Matt. Are you in the trout? Okay? Are you in the trout? Go. We'll practice that. I'll, I'll be walking out of gig. Like, oh, I just smashed that one. And you can be a random punter. Okay. Hey, hey Matt. Yes. Matt, are you my host? I'm Matt Hoss, yeah. Uh, are you in the trout? Oh, you're a Miss fan. What's your favourite episode? Um, probably episode 15. And which episode was that? <laughs> <laughs> it was the episode where you did that myth. It was a Greco-Roman one, I think. Oh, was it? Well, um... Uh, Do you actually know off the top of your head what, what episode 15 was? So, episode 16 was Turretorterus. Uh, episode 15... So it would have been performed up north... No, I think it uh, t- was Tartarus the first one we did up north. Okay. Uh, oh, I know what it is. It's King Midas. King Midas. Okay. See, nice. it's an Australian accent. Okay. See, nice. nice. So you were technically correct, but like, <laughs> uh, but we're also going to be setting up a Facebook page for all of our friends and fans. Uh, so if you're a fan of the podcast and you want to have a chat about this kind of stuff, uh, uh. Go in there. Uh, I think uh, we. I chatted to one of our, uh, one person after a show, and he said uh, in the earlier podcast we talked about what should we name our fans, and he suggested one. Uh, this guy suggested misfits, as in like, misfits. That's, That's a, cool, a good one. It's misfits. good, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. So should we I refer like to our fans as misfits? Who is this guy that came up with this? I can't remember his name, and uh, I'm. Good job, whoever you are. I'm so sorry. Uh, Good job. Matt is terrible. Uh, he's just a terrible it person. Was, it was uh, after a gig in Leeds. I don't uh, remember, you know. Uh, you barely remember our episodes. Like, uh, but, uh, wait, do you appreciate it? D- get in touch with us. Like, that'd be great. Misfits. Uh, I like misfits. that a lot. You are officially Misfits now. And so we're going to create a page. It'd be like Miss Podcast brackets, the Misfits page or something like that. So search for that um, when, when this podcast goes out and join the group. It'd be great to have you there and hear what you think about the podcast. Uh, if it's positive, um, and don't tell me to get a haircut, please. Like, I definitely don't need that in my life as well. Anyway, Dan, any final thoughts? No. Um, just want to say thanks for listening and uh, have a good night.
What if it's during the morning they listen to it? Then they should still have a good night. And <laughs> go to sleep. Even if you're... Oh, I'm just your... saying, when the night time comes... Have a good one. Have a good one. And, well, in that case, have a lovely morning. Have a lovely morning. Shit afternoon, though. Yeah, terrible afternoon. I hope you have a terrible afternoon. <laughs> anyway, guys, see you soon. See ya. Bye. Myths. Myths. Take a gulp of the Vasa. Uh, we're not ready to start yet. Dan is licking his squash. Like a dog. Have you ever tried to lick like a dog? Should we yeah, okay, should we try it now? Do you know a dog's tongue actually bends backwards, not forwards? What? So, you think when a dog goes like this, laps up water, uh-huh. the tongue is doing that? Yeah. Actually, the tongue is doing that. It's going backwards. No, but isn't that interesting? It actually, if you go in slow motion, it actually is bending backwards, not... Yeah. Well, uh, it's no peregrine falcon fact, but I'll take mm. it.